Good to finally have Lorning, because boy, do we have a lot to talk about. Hello. Good evening. How are you? I'm uh, you know, living the dream. Got a bit of a cold, you know? Yeah. When are they going to get a cure for that damn cold? <laughs> Be nice, eh? Um, let's talk about a case that I think probably has a lot of lawyers watching because it's got such far-reaching tentacles, but the legal aspects of St. Mike's, and I get it. I'm, I mean, we're getting contacted by alumni. A lot of them, you know, talking about things that had happened to them in the past. Others right. saying, hold on a second, the school is good. Don't paint it with a, uh, you know, a cloth. Like it's, I get it. Right. I, I don't want to paint a, a blame. Stuff happens at schools all the time, private, be it public. Now it's St. Mike's in the headlines. But the headlines on this story go real deep because yeah. we're looking at civil action, legal action. This kind of this case has it all. Oh, yeah, it does. I mean, it, it, and it just it, I'm, I'm surprised. Well, no, let, let me rephrase that. I'm not surprised that they've already got more videos. I'm going to be surprised if this doesn't continue with more and more people coming forward. And remember, when we're dealing with issues of sexual assault or allegations of sexual assault, there's no limitation periods on this, right? Mm-hmm. So um, are we going to hear from people who said this, this happened to them uh, four years ago, six years ago, ten years ago? Could be. Um, and 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 you're dealing with with um, issues of culture, which is uh, uh, that people will argue, and I'm sure you've been hearing it say, well, you know, the difference between, well, this is just sort of like, you know, boys will be boys hazing, and then people will say, well, no, this line has been drawn, and then as you brought up the civil side, mm-hmm. uh, what's that going to mean now? Um, how many people who may be quote alleged victims in this? Um, who graduated from that school, who maybe have lived with whatever they've lived with, and now are going to say, wait a minute, you know, that ruined my life in some ways, and uh, they'll, they'll consult counsel. So there could, there could be a lot, okay. a so, lot going on. So let's start with the criminal side, because we know that there's going to be more charges. We know that more information yeah. is going to come out. Yeah. And we know that child porn, the distribution and the making of it, are two key components in this case, and the police will likely come back and lay charges. But how far reaching does this go do you think Lauren is the investigation such that they are now looking online to see who had the tape who passed it around and do all those kids then get charged it could be and and that's why I guess at the news conference uh, uh, the sergeant who was holding that news conference I guess he kept saying over and over again right Um, if you've got that tape uh, if you've got that video, make sure you destroy it. Uh, don't pass it on. Like don't. this is when parents should be sitting down with their kids. I don't care what school they're at and saying, yeah. you come across that tape, you bring it to my attention and it, like pronto. And, and I, you see, I think what, what's happened in that side of the, yeah. of the criminal investigation, I think a lot of people don't realize, I don't think it's sunk in yet. Uh, with respect to the the charge of the distribution of yeah. child pornography, uh, I don't think that's sunk in yet. With respect to the forwarding aspect and what it means, and, yeah, like, and people don't tell say, anybody well, I'm yeah, I, didn't do I, was yeah. just, I was just looking at it, right? You know, <laughs> so so that yeah, you're absolutely right. That's going to be that's going to be part of it, um, and uh, and and I think a lot of and I, I and I like what you say, Alex, about parents uh, t- sitting down and talking with their kids about this because there is a lot to talk about here this is the perfect case to say look you know this is better than any sex ed curriculum because right now you're witnessing and saying you think this is a joke anybody who gets that can be charged and i don't know if the cops will kind of tisk tisk warning they may use this case as uh, setting an example to say you know what look 85 kids got charged all because they you know decided to have some laughs over a tape and send it to a friend right and 
And, you know, these these kids who are charged, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and I know a lot of people will will be out there saying, well, yeah, you know, like, let's not feel sorry for them. Well, I, I'm not I'm not taking a position here to feel sorry or not, but uh, I will hazard a guess that the, the six boys who have been charged so far, mm-hmm. who were sitting in that courtroom yesterday after, or a Monday afternoon, yep. uh, while the charges and the allegations were read out in court. In front of a national meeting. There, you know, uh, and uh, some of them began crying, mm-hmm. um, uh, and and people said, "Well, that's good for that." Well, no, no. you know, it's this is this is this is real stuff that's going on here, and this is this is not, and it and it's hitting home. And I think one of the things that probably, um, you know, the, the good things, if you will, that come out of these terrible situations is the education aspect for everyone involved. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, they'll be scared straight. If any of those kids have been coddled at home and, you know, oh uh, enabled in this, all right. of a sudden they're getting a lesson that uh, is is probably the most terrifying that they could possibly... I mean, who's getting a lesson as well, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, You know, uh, we don't have to spend time talking about the principal's news conference and what he said. No, but we do, because yeah. I want to ask you, you know, he, the, the media was blamed for this, kind of bringing this story out, but the bottom line is it was the media that alerted the police, and right. the police then showed up at the school, and it was only then that the principal, in his own admission, over and over and over again and if I was his lawyer I probably would have said shut up because he has admitted that he would probably do it differently again so he's already opened himself up to civil litigation so does he 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 could be I think criminally charged civilly he could be sued but the schools now I don't think he's going to be facing any potential criminal charges but he could I mean if you don't if you I I, I don't think that I, I think that what if if there was a mistake made and that's something you know and certainly the police were critical they came mm-hmm. right out and said you know uh, that 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 he should have done what what he and he and he explained that when he saw the video he called the victim's dad um, mm. and you know the, the I don't know if that was right away though that's well, the only thing but 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 the point is I don't think he'll be facing <laughs> any but but certainly um, you know people will look at this and 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 again. Um, from the, the the lesson point of view, uh, why, how, to me, what's even more crucial that may or may not come out down the road is that were there previous cases yeah, yeah. and and were they handled just internally? That's going to be an important part of it. But yeah, the the entire that that school and uh, the kids there, and of course beyond the school, beyond the fences of that school, uh, everybody will be looking at this very carefully. And uh, um, it is, it's, you know, it's just one of those stories that I'm sure is going to continue. And they're going to have to deal with it on both levels, as you said, both on the criminal level with those kids. Yeah. And as well, I have no doubt there will be a civil litigation aspect to this. Well, I have no doubt at all. I mean, but it depends on what the investigation yields. I mean, if it's, if it's decided that, you know, the school... You know, if school officials, if the administration told the principal, don't say anything, and it looks like this thing is covered up, then that does become a criminal uh, aspect of it. But class actions, if you're a past alumni who says, well, this happened to me, you could, in in fact, see a a class action out of this, no? Sure. uh, You know, if there's uh, enough um, students who who are former students who come forward. um, But, and again, this is, this is a mindset. This is a culture. I think there's a lot there, a a lot happening, but yes, in answer to your question, could 
underlined, could this end up, uh, could we see something like a, a class action? Potentially. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, and, and as I said before, uh, the, the other people who may have been subject to the same type of uh, uh, the same type of activity, if I can put that in quotes, mm. and, and how far back will it go? How, you know, I, I know you probably have been talking to people and alumni yeah. coming forward. Wasn't there a meeting tonight? Yeah, there's a meeting tonight. But the other thing is, though, the families of the accused also uh, are open to civil action. So, I mean, there's there's so many areas where this that, goes. Yeah. Like, it's just incredible how far this thing reaches like I, exactly i think the very next thing will be is is how many more uh, charges and how many more kids are going to be charged yeah. that's going to be that's that'll be first let's talk a little bit about a story that i think is fascinating i just i can't believe i didn't know about this story because had i known this was available i would have gone to this we're talking about the brand right, that's what i thought i had no I, idea I, to Tom, I thought for sure that no, you no, would no. have been there if, if i, I knew the time, i would have been there if a toronto judge which is extraordinary a toronto judge yeah. invites you yeah. <laughs> with your cameras into yeah. a courtroom to talk about the i guess this judge was basically saying that there's not enough courtrooms to maintain public confidence in the justice yes. system but that a Superior Court judge gave the media the opportunity to come into the courtrooms to show just how backlogged they are is extraordinary. Extraordinary. It happened in Brampton. Yeah, um, it's a great, beautiful uh, courthouse. Uh, Justice uh, Justice uh, Peter Daly. Mm-hmm. He he opened up the court. He said, uh, and and if you want to use the word extraordinary, that wouldn't even that doesn't even tell us how how unbelievable that was. And of course, you know you know what's interesting. Alex is like you said. I, I did. You, you were surprised. You didn't know about it. I found out about it later. It wasn't a story that was front and center, and it speaks volumes yeah. as to what's wrong in many ways with the administration of justice in this province, because people really don't know, and it and it takes a backseat. But this judge, just so everybody understands what he did, he brought the media in. He invited he invited a representative from the attorney general's office. Nobody showed up, mm-hmm. but but he wanted everybody to know and say, look, look where we are. By the way, have you been out to the Brampton courthouse recently? In my life? Yes. But many times, but I have not been there in like probably about a year, two years. It's a mess out there. I mean, you've got uh, floors that are empty. They haven't been finished yet. Uh, So many people had to be sent from that jurisdiction because the courts can't handle it. Well, hold on a second. The Brampton courthouse is beautiful. Are you telling me that it's like deteriorated? I mean, I know that they have a lot of wasted space there, which drives me nuts. They can't handle it. They can't handle it. That city, Brampton, Mississauga, Peel region, it's huge. They can't handle it. And then you go to all these courts in that area. Milton, have you been to Milton? (laughs) Milton is the most dilapidated courthouse I ever walk into. And then I find out, oh yeah, it's filled with mold. But the government is spending money on that to get rid of it. Okay. But it's, it's got, there's just no room. So, so we've got the issue of, do we have enough judges? We, you and I have talked about that before. Now it's the issue of courthouses. You and I talked about the new super courthouse that's going to be built in, in downtown Toronto. That's coming in what, three years? Mm. But so it's it, but this this judge, you know, basically, he's just said, look, uh, I've been talking about this for four years uh, and it's uh, we've got a problem here. But here's here's something you got to understand, Alex. You and I are talking about it. It's in the papers and it's in the media. And people, if you don't have to deal with the justice system, you read the story, you go, eh. oh, that's interesting. Yeah, anyway, but they re- uh, they're, they're the same people, yeah, though, that react when a case gets tossed out because yeah. the case couldn't get to to a judge in time and therefore their rights were and violated. That's case. what happens. Or, or better still. 
still out. Yeah. We were just talking about civil action mm-hmm. uh, potentially with St. Mike's. I t- you try to get to trial in a civil case right mm-hmm. now, you are put at the back of the line <laughs> because because of the Jordan decision. All the criminal cases have to go, but we don't have enough spaces for them. We don't have enough judges. So the, the system is completely bogged down. If you don't have to deal with it or you're not in with it, who cares? Yeah. You don't care. If this was doctors talking, if this was a head surgeon at a Toronto hospital talking about the fact that the hospitals, we, we don't have enough space or whatever, you'd care, I, we'd all care because it's health care. Yeah. When it comes to the justice system, if it doesn't affect me, and that's a problem. Totally. I, yeah, it's it's fascinating. I'm glad you uh, brought this to our attention. So it deserves yeah. coverage. All right, I got to go. Okay. Thank talk you, sir. Soon. Don't get retained by anybody. Or we won't be able to talk about St. Mike's. <laughs> okay. You and Joe, just yeah, stay away. Worry, okay? I won't. Okay. <laughs> okay, thanks. Bye. That is uh, Lauren Honickman. And uh, that, I mean, there's a lot of lawyers that are going to be hired in the next little bit. I'm like, well, please don't take Joe and Lauren from us because we won't be able to talk about anything. But this court story is, is fascinating. It, it does not happen when a judge invites the media into a courtroom. It doesn't happen. So Justice Daly, good on you. If you want to give me a call, I'd be happy to come down because this is it is important. It might not seem like a big deal, but when you can't get these cases into a courtroom because there's no available space because the sixth floor of the Brampton courthouse just hasn't been finished. It's absurd. It's absurd. And that's why people walk because their cases get thrown out. And that's when you get pissed off. But it's because of crap like this. You got to get these courtrooms built. Get rid of the backlog. On point on Global News Radio.